Welcome to another faith-building message from Samuel Pada, pastor of the King's Temple in Hyderabad, India. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. The power of thanksgiving. Right. We've covered and we've gone a distance in this, some distance in this, but let's go back to the, the base scripture or the foundational scripture, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. In everything, in everything, give thanks for why? This is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. Now, I've shared quite a bit on this, but I want to reiterate a few things. Number one, how can I thank God when things have not gone the way I desired? How can I thank God in the loss? How can I thank God when I've gone through this painful experience? How? How can I do it? If you don't know your God, you cannot trust your God. When you don't trust your God, you cannot have faith in your God. This walk in the Lord is a walk of faith. Let me, let me say this. You cannot have faith in somebody that you do not know. Is that right? You cannot have faith in somebody that you do not know. The more you know the person, the more you trust the person, or the less you trust the person, based on the character of the person. It is your personal experience with the person that develops your trust or distrust in that person. Is that right? If somebody keeps telling you that they'll do something, they're good friends, their intentions are great, but every time they say they will do something and they never show up and they never do it, he's still your friend, but you don't trust him. Is that right? So your experience and intimacy with God determines the level of faith that you are at, that you can operate on. So you cannot say, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, and think that you have faith. No, you don't have faith. You're trying to have faith. You're trying to drum up something that is not there. You're trying to make yourself believe when you cannot believe because you don't know the person. If I know the person, and I know his character, I know his dealings, then I will understand, yes, this person that I believe, I, 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 mean, I know I can trust him. This is why you need to read the Bible. Because the Bible is what gives you the what? The knowledge and understanding of who God is. What is Logos? Logos is the intentions of God. Logos is the, are the thoughts of God. Logos is the heart of God. Logos is not just the printed word there. The printed word that you carry in your hands is an expression of God's intents and God's thoughts and God's heart. So if you don't read your Bible, you will have your own image about God in your heart which has been framed through religious experiences of others or what you've heard others tell you. But if you read your Bible and the Holy Spirit is teaching you and you're sitting under anointed teaching, then you will be enlightened to have a better understanding of who God is. See, people have lopsided ideas of God. Some people that are totally negligent about the Old Testament and they keep focusing and saying, 
only read the New Testament. We're not in the Old Covenant. We don't have to do anything with it. We only are in the New Testament. So the New Testament talks more about love, right? God is love. God is a forgiving God. God is a merciful God. God is a God of grace. And true it is. But it doesn't so much talk about the judgment of God. But if you read the Old Testament, you'll think that God is a hard, cruel person. Is that right? But see, this is the same God is like a coin on two with two different sides. But it's the same God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if you really want to know God, you, you cannot neglect reading the Old Testament and also reading the New Testament. So that gives you a wholesome idea of who God is and how God deals with His people. See, because people are negligent about the Old Testament, today we have so many progressive, so-called progressive churches that don't believe like the Bible teaches about God. They're very liberal in their theology. And there are people who, who believe today, calling themselves Christian, that they, they said there is no hell. I don't know where they get all this from, because they don't read their Bibles. So if I want to know, if I want to grow in faith, I cannot do it. I cannot grow in faith if I don't know who God is. And it's not enough just to know him in my head. I have to experience him. That's why the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Hey, David said the Lord is good. I believe him. But do I have an experience? If you say no, well, you don't really know God. You know about God, but you have not had an experience with God. But if I have to grow in my faith and believe that God will answer my prayers, then I need to have an experience where I prayed and God has answered my prayers. Somebody talked to me this morning. See, so it's important for us to understand that we need a deep, intimate fellowship and relationship with God. You cannot grow in faith without knowing God. Amen? Well, from this, if I'm going through a hard time, if I'm going through a difficult challenge, I'm going, if I'm going through the waters, if I'm going through the fire, the natural man responds very negatively and says, where is God? Why is he doing this? What is the purpose of all this? And we begin to question God because we have never truly understood the heart of God. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8 verse 28, all things work together for good. Those who are called according to his purpose. To those who love him and to those who are called according to his purpose. So do you believe that you have been called according to his purpose? Do you believe that you are in the purpose of God? Come on, talk to me somebody. That's why you need to understand. You cannot determine your destiny. I want to be this. I want to go there. I want to marry this person. Hang on. You have a purpose that God has already determined. It's very strange. You know, we read about these great prophets. We say, my God, I wish I was used like them. How would you like if God told you to sleep only on one side for one year? 
Is that in your Bible? How would you like if God said, go find a prostitute and marry her? How well should you know God to be able to take those kind of instructions? If I am in the purpose of God, that means I am in the hand of God. He's molding me into something. That's the that's a faith, that's a confidence I have. I am not a nobody. I'm not what the world says I am. I don't care what others say about me. I know this. I have been placed on this planet by Him for His purpose to be fulfilled. I am in God's purpose. That's the first thing that you need to know. You don't have to struggle to survive. You are a child of God. You are in God's purpose. If you're still alive and breathing and in good health, thank God for that because His purpose with you is not over. It's not over. All things, good, bad, ugly, all things work together for good. Hallelujah. That means some negative, inexplainable experiences which make no sense to you are also working for your good. Because I'm in His purpose and I love God. Two, two things that qualify. Do you love God and do you believe you're in His purpose? If you do, then rejoice no matter where you are right now and what you're experiencing because God has not forgotten you. And he says, all things work together for good. That means God can turn everything around to make it good for you. Hallelujah to Jesus. Besides this, in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, the Christian Standard Bible, please, CSB. If you have that, otherwise I will read it from here. CSB. For I know the plans I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration. Plans for your welfare, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Hallelujah. Do you believe Him? I said, do you believe Him? Yes. I said, do you believe Him? Yes. He says, my plans for you are for welfare. For good. Not for disaster. Then why am I in this situation? Why am I in this painful experience? Why is it that I've been struggling to be healed for so long? Why is it this? Why, why, why? Hey, wait. What did he say? My plans are for your welfare. Not for your disaster. Even what seems like a disaster now is going to be turned into good for you. Stay put. Don't try to wriggle out of it in your own strength. Let him handle the situation and turn everything around. But you stay strong in the Lord. Be faithful to him. Be faithful in your prayer life. Be faithful in what God has entrusted you with. And wait for him to promote you. Wait for him to elevate you. Wait for him to deliver you. Wait, because there is a purpose. Because in that situation, in that heat, in that fire, he is molding you. 
Amen. We have to understand that not only in good times, but also in times that are bad, in our experience, God is with us. God is with us. Amen. He is the one that knows the end from the beginning. Be patient. Don't rush. God is never in a rush. There is a scripture for God. I mean, paraphrasing it, it says, He that hasteth will sin. Is that right? There is some, I, I forget the reference. Don't be in a haste to do anything. Oh, I got to make the decision. No, you don't have to. Just wait. Wait until that confidence comes inside you and it's confirmed. God is constantly working and shaping and molding each one of us to fulfill our destiny. It's a process. Listen, the present version of you cannot handle the position and destiny he has for you. The present version of you cannot handle the position and destiny he has for you. The version of you that can handle the position has to be developed. So he puts you through situations and circumstances that are beyond you and sometimes it makes you wonder if God has abandoned you, forsaken you, or forgotten you. Remember, he hasn't. He's busy shaping and molding you to become that version. Why do I have to go this, through this painful experience? Why, did that, why do I have to fail in this situation? Why does everybody misunderstand me? I don't know. But stay put in the hands of God. He's the potter. He's shaping that vessel. He's, he's working on the pottery. He's got something in his mind. One piece of pottery does not have to be the same as the next one. It's going to be different. But the potter knows this is the purpose that I'm going to use this piece of clay to produce. See, it could be from the same batch of clay. One part of it he pulls out and so he makes that into a beautiful jar. The next one he makes, he takes from the same piece of clay, that, uh, that portion of clay, and he shapes it into a beautiful vase. Your same family. One is a doctor, one is an engineer, one is a preacher. You don't have to be the same. Why? I don't know. Because he has a plan for your life. If the preacher tries to become a doctor, he's going to kill a lot of people. <laughs> And if the doctor tries to become a preacher, he's going to lead a lot of people astray. No. There is a plan that God has for you. So God comes to Joseph and says, Joseph, here is the dream. Your mom, your dad, all your brothers are going to bow before you. You're going to be the leader. You are going to be a leader. Wow, what a prophecy. What a dream. Don't try to fulfill the dream in your own strength. And don't share every dream with everybody. Not everybody will be excited like you are because they will become jealous. These are some things we need to understand. 
You cannot share everything with everybody. Don't throw pearls before pigs. Is that right? Yeah, you got to be careful. Okay. Psalm 105, please. Verse 17. Psalm 105, verse 17. Oh. We got to do something about this service, man. I, I get started and it says time up. I, I don't know what to do. No, because, you know, because it'll disrupt the second service and I don't want to do that. We got, I'll really pray and make some major changes. We got to do something. I, I'm just getting warmed up now, <laughs> you know. Well, let me take a few minutes today and we'll go from there. 105 verse 17, let's read that. He sent a man before them. Who sent? Come on. He sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant. Wait, 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 wait. He never told that in the dream, did he? Did he say, I'm going to displace you from your parents? Did he say, you're going to become a servant? No. All he said was, listen, this is how God works. He gives you a picture at the end picture. He doesn't tell you the process. Because you'll get discouraged. He said, hey, listen, guys, that land, can you see, flowing with milk and honey? That's yours. Oh, praise God. But he never said there are giants there. He never told them that they have to go to the wilderness. He never told them there are going to be scorpions and snakes and wild beasts in that in the area that they're going to walk through. And he never told them that they will actually have to cross a Red Sea. All he said was, there, can you see that? That's yours. And we all get excited, but we say, praise God, we dance, we rejoice, we clap our hands, and we do all that. And then the next thing we know is, oh, I didn't think this is how God will lead me. <laughs> this is why you need to read the Bible. Why? Then you will understand and say, you'll correlate. Oh, oh, okay, Lord, I don't, I, see, what happened was, every time they faced the problem or the challenge, they said, I don't think God is able to take us there. So God is giving us a picture. We, are, we really have an advantage because we're not like them. We have something to fall back on. We saw what happened. They were given the promise, but to reach the promise, they have to go through what? The desert. They have many challenges. So as the challenges come, and it seems like it's impossible, it could never happen, is when you have to stand up and say, it will happen. I don't know how. I'm not going to re recoil. I'm not going to argue with God. I'm not going to disbelieve God. I'm going to believe God in the pit. God sent him. Who sent him? God. To where? To become a slave. How does that? Listen. It's so hard for your brain to wrap around this. God said I will be a leader. And now he sends me to be a servant. You will preach. You will be like the Billy Graham of this generation. Oh, so the next day you think you'll be on a platform and stadiums will be filled. You will be a prophet of so-and-so stature. Really? And you think from next day you'll prophesy on everybody. <laughs> this is the pitfall. You don't understand. God is giving you the picture of the, of the end result. He's giving you a picture of the future, but he's not showing you what will happen. He's not telling you everything about the process. So through the study of the word, we understand that God always takes us through a process 
to develop me to become the version that needs to become to be able to occupy that place. I cannot possess and rule and reign with the mind of a slave. There has to be a transformation. And God had to put them through this wilderness experience, facing giants that were twice or three times their size, to show them what? It's not by might. It's not by power, but by my spirit, said the Lord. To show them and to teach them, even though you're in the wilderness, there is hardly any water, there is hardly any food. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Where it seemed like they're going to die of thirst, and there was no water anywhere, God wanted to show them He's a God of miracles, that He can produce water out of a rock. No digging. No bore well. Out of a rock. This is why you need to read your Bible. You and I will face these challenges which are inexplainable. We don't understand why these have to happen. But there is one purpose. God is focused on molding me and shaping me and making me into the version that can handle the destiny He has for me. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe to our podcast channel for past episodes. If you've been blessed by the message today, consider rating it and even sharing it with friends. For more content from the King's Temple or to connect with us, visit kingstemple.in. Have a blessed day.